1: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the mystical Mozzie, not to be confused with uh, marvelous or magnificent. How you doing? Different different M adjective. Yep. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm going to go through How all the M's. I'm, I'm swell. Mm. I, uh, I had no adjective at all in mind when we started, so just whatever alliteration worked I had, but I couldn't repeat. Never, never repeat. I, don't, I think I managed to not repeat any so far.
0: I think so. It feels like it's always been different.
1: Yeah, which honestly, that's the hardest part of the podcast is getting like <laughs> a, a new like intro each time, like figuring out like, oh, like is Washington it going to be Pittsburgh this week, like who's our boom and bust, like which team are we most confident in to win, like all that stuff you know child's play, but get getting get, these intros each week, man, that's that's the dirty work, that's the hard stuff. Yeah, coming up with a new one every time. Mo- most different. of the time it's just, you know, uh I wing it, but occasionally I'll come. I'll uh, like prep a good one, or like, um, a lot of times there's like that uh like minute or so window before we starts when I get it,
0: or I'll like mention that I you know woke up feeling like I got hit by a bus or something. You know,
1: (laughs) it only feels like it. I didn't actually. Yeah, either fortunately or unfortunately, depending on you know. (laughs) Ah rats, (laughs) bus today. Yeah. No. At Miami, it's oh. How, how much is, uh, is tuition? How many how many exams I have next week? This bus is looking not too bad. Looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, speaking of looking pretty good, we can jump right into the uh, Washington receivers. That uh, I think they look pretty good. Uh, again, last week we covered the uh, AFC receivers, and this week we've got the NFC because uh, there are a lot of receivers in the league. Turns out, and a lot of good ones at that. <laughs> so a lot. There's a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Washington. The main three are uh, Terry, Scary Terry, McLovitt. however you want to call him? Uh, I think F one's kind of a lame nickname. Then you've got uh, Curtis Samuel and the newly acquired uh, Deami Brown.
0: And is, they also got um, what's his face? The They've Humph got, Man.
1: Oh, oh, they do have Adam Humphries, don't they?
0: Mister Humph.
1: You know, I forgot all about him. You know, sorry, sorry, Adam. I uh, <laughs> forgot you. Most recently with uh, the Titans, the
0: right? Titan. Yeah, well,
1: I thought he was hurt last year for a good chunk or something. And that's why I forgot about. It. Well, he was on the Titans. Was he on the Bucks at some point? He was originally on the box. Bucks and then Titans last two years.
0: For, for he, some yeah. reason, I had it in my head that he went to like the Giants or something. But that was just me confusing him with Cole Beasley, who went to Buffalo. Mm. Oh, God.
1: Um, yeah, we, we won't even. <laughs> for take some reason. I don't
0: know why. Uh, something about them.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to take the time to acknowledge Beasley and all that. But, um, so, yeah, Humphreys, he only played in like seven games last year, not even full games. He was hurt a lot. Because the previous year, he had a pretty solid 2019. Um, or wait, no, sorry, 2018, he was pretty solid for Tampa. And then hasn't done as much in Tennessee the last couple of years. But I think he was hurt some last year, too. I, uh, I'm curious what his role will be. But anyway, he's not quite as, uh, Important to get to. I guess the main thing is, you know, Terry, Curtis, Diami, How do oh, we yeah. see them on the you know buy sell hold spectrum? Well, obviously Terry McLaurin is
0: a monster and an outstanding wide receiver. When people say, "Oh, is he a top ten wide receiver?" I actually think you can put him in that. At least maybe not production yet, but definitely an upside in upside and talent. Because uh, as we said, there's a ton of wide receivers but i think he does warrant that really top spot there and i mm-hmm. got to say him and ryan fitzpatrick to me seem like a just ridiculous combination is that like am
1: i being too hype on that i that? i think it makes a lot of sense like the fit works a lot just in the sense of the the dgaf aspects of fits exactly <laughs> so yeah I, I i'm into it and like i think it's a, he's a good mix for all these guys like Diami as well and like Curtis Samuel, who I, I'm sure I'm curious how they'll use him, just because uh, I think what's his name, like Scott Turner, who was in uh, Carolina when Curtis was drafted, and then now he's in Washington. I'm, I'm I hope they don't like gadget him again, but I think it sounded like they've kind of like he more or less admitted like, hey, we need to move this guy around more. He kind of like was like, hey, he can do a lot more than he could like initially when we first had him. So, and
0: hey, Curtis Samuel is a good receiver.
1: Yeah, he's. He was one of those guys where, like, you, you hoped he didn't get, like, gadget pigeonholed.
0: Right. Um, but, of course, we have Deami Brown, who was one of my favorite wide receivers going into the draft. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of press. He didn't, He like, obviously with, you know, your guys like Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Waddle or Waddell. I'm not actually sure if
1: Yeah, if I've heard Waddell, Waddell, but I'm like, no, like... That's... Waddell's just so much better. Yeah. No
0: offense, but, like, Waddell... Waddle, waddle.
1: Yeah, oh, I saw a video the other day that, like, talked about, like, what that word is, like, the where, like, his name's waddle, but he's fast, and there's, like, a word for when someone's name is, like, the opposite of what they are, or, like, reverse, like, the exactly what they are. I will try to do this up as we go, but, yeah. I well, was... yeah, there's
0: always, like, um, like, in Mafia movies, there's, like, hey, this is Tiny, and he's, like, a six-foot-eight, yeah. like, <laughs> behemoth that only says YARP, you know?
1: Or, like, there there are some guys, like like DeAndre Swift, like, very fitting name, or carry-on, like, for a running back, like, the names that fit super well, but... So, with the Washington guys, (laughs) yeah, uh, McLaurin's going kind of in that, like, top 12-ish range for uh, receivers, but maybe the top 10, but uh, if you you go, like, pretty far down, then you'll get to the rest of them. Um, I'm not seeing... Okay. Yeah, so, Curtis Samuel's, like, around 40, which... It's tough Could be a you, bit high. Yeah, you want like it's tough cuz I'm like, oh, Curtis Samuel, like he's probably better than 40th, but like then you look again, look around him and you see all these guys cuz he's pretty much put right around Elijah Moore and I'm like, I know you're going to have a tough time <laughs> not leading Elijah Moore, like oh yeah, sa- save here, but it's like it's tough once you get to a certain grouping cuz like you've got all these guys with like all this potential and you don't want to just Yeah, and just obviously Diame a rookie, so the you know What we know about
0: him is pretty minimal.
1: Yeah, it's sort um, of NA on the buy-sell, all that side, just because, again, no one's probably moving their rookies at the moment. Uh, yeah, the thing with Terry is there probably was a time to buy him last year if people were like
0: their quarterback situation just blows and it's not going to be good, so I don't need this guy. Um, I would have liked to have bought him maybe before, they got fitzpatrick i don't know if that shot his value up a lot but it definitely maybe solidified someone who had him to not sell him
1: yeah because Uh, i think i think like as they had alex smith and heineke and whomever it was very iffy on it all so getting fitzpatrick who you know for all his woes he'll at least throw it deep to guys and that is beneficial for most of these players um also near nearby Curtis Samuel in uh in ADP is Will Fuller, hmm. which that's that's a tough one for me too. Oh, uh,
0: I I hate
1: evaluating Will
0: Fuller's value.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very t- it's there's so many factors for him. But anyway, we already talked about him last week. So are are all these guys kind of holds for you? Yeah, I mean, if,
0: I personally would go out and try to draft Deami Brown if I was in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um Curtis Samuel, I'm probably not trading for him in most situations unless I, you know, really need wide receivers. I'm not, like, I his value, I think, might improve, but I, I I think there's definitely a ceiling there because I expect a lot, personally, from Brown, and Terry's already there as the, like,
1: dominant wide receiver. Yeah, he's, I think he's in the right spot. I assume they'll be in a lot of, well, I hope they, I know we talked about like, I hope they do some unique sets with Curtis Samuel just because I love the, Idea of him and Gibson being able to do all sorts of wild bullshit, like <laughs> lining up weird. But yeah, I th- I think they all feel like holds They all seem like they're valued uh, appropriately, especially for this upcoming season. But moving across the division, we got the Giants who have a pretty solid you know group of guys. We've got Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, uh, rookie Kadarius Tony, who there's been some kind of mixed you know, on so far. Uh, Sterling Shepard, and we didn't write John Ross, but he's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is there.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah. Kenny Galladay is sticking out kind of to me as a buy when I'm looking at a lot of these um, rankings and ADPs and everything. He's going a lot of times in the 20s I've seen, which, mm. I mean, like, again, the guys ahead of him are pretty good, but you've got someone who's been really awesome with Stafford when he's been healthy, and I think he's getting knocked a little too much for you know, like, yeah, he's on the Giants with Daniel Jones, but I I don't think it's a reason to say he's, you know, below Cooper Cup or, like, next to Deontay Johnson. Yeah,
0: I, um, I really think it was a good hire, a good uh, addition by Gettleman, so I'll give him some props on that, just because I obviously love Kenny Galladay, but... In terms of what he brings to the table, he's a big-bodied wide receiver who can go up and get it. I think he will complement Daniel Jones in a really, really big way. Um, Dynasty. I'm, if I have him, I'm not selling him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm keeping Kenny till he's done. If I've got him, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I personally put him in a little bit of a buy category. Yeah, um, that's where
1: I'm at with him. I think people are. It's it's sort of like the Diggs thing. Although I'll, Diggs is better than Galladay. But yeah, and I have no clue if Jones will be able to take said jump that Jalen did. But he's getting knocked a bit too much for his talent level versus like landing spot.
0: Yeah, I mean the line should be good for the Giants this year, right? Like it should be not like amazing, but it should be good. It yeah, should like be able to protect him a little bit.
1: It's definitely improved a fair amount, and like they've got a lot. of of talent there like that's the thing like it's I'm trying to say like quantify like their offense last year was anemic for several reasons um <laughs> like play calling which that's for me i guess the biggest worry is like that will that improve i don't know if it will but like they've added tony kenny g and saquon's gonna come back um i don't know i, I think the line stayed mostly healthy last year maybe they lost one or two guys at some point but um like shepherd had been out of the lineup. Um, like they're getting they're adding a lot to the offense this year and another year of learning for Daniel Jones in what last year was a new offense, so a lot more familiarity there too. True. And I think the wide receiver switching teams thing is overstated somewhat. Um I think it's definitely overstated for like top tier guys. I mean, last year Hopkins was like the poster child for that. We were the only I think Oh, not yeah. only was, but we were like w- one of the few podcasts, like not at all worried about it. Whereas, I like, yeah, I,
0: we heard a lot of um, naysayers on the Hopkins thing. Yeah, like, so many you people understand he's playing problem. with Kyler, right?
1: Yeah, like I, I didn't, I did not get that ever at all. Why he was going so low? But it's, it's not not the same for Kenny Galladay. But I don't think it's like a big down. Like okay, Stafford's better than Dimes, but the Lions have just been like. Bad, and so like I don't Quite. think it's I don't think it's like it's like a crazy like downgraded or anything, like maybe like somewhat, but
0: did they have uh, Daryl Bevel? Was he their OC last year? I don't even remember.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was
0: so. garbage. Sorry, Daryl. I'll I'll, I'll take
1: a gander to make sure, but
0: um so. The way I look at it is the Lions with Stafford and Galladay was the best situation. Then you had the Lions without Stafford and still Galladay. And that's the situation I didn't like (laughs) at all. And now you have the Giants with Galladay and now Jones. And I like that a lot more than if he was still on the Lions with Goff, quite frankly. And what they have there, the scheme doesn't seem to work as well for me, but... The Giants, I think, with Kenny Galladay, that like it makes a lot of sense to me. It makes sense as you know, when you had Eli and say Plaxico and
1: then you had uh Eli and Odell even? <laughs> it, it, Eli and Odell. Um Yeah, I think I think they'll find enough ways to get this stud receiver the ball plenty. Like I'm not concerned in that sense. Yet. and it was Daryl Bevel. Um, yeah. So who's
0: yeah. My opinions on him are pretty low yeah. as a play caller. Sure, Mio as a person, I don't
1: know, but you know, yeah. Unfortunately, pretty... I don't know how much better Jason Garrett is in that aspect. But I think like he was Kenny Galladay only played five games last year. I think that's also kind of tainted people's memories. Like the year before, he had like twelve hundred mm-hmm. yards, eleven touchdowns. Like that's true. That like the, hundred fifteen targets, twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. Like that's a lot closer to what he'll be putting up. I mean,
0: Jason Garrett was with also, just like to go back real quick. Jason Garrett was with the Cowboys when they had, you know, Mari Cooper, and he was definitely getting the ball a
1: lot. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's like he's just uncreative. I think is the best way to put it. It's not like he's like <laughs> an, an incompetent OC. It's not like ideal, but he's just not. He just doesn't think outside the box a lot, and that that's evident. I think, but I, yeah. I don't think he's someone who's going to hamper. Kenny Galladay or anything if anything it worries me more about Tony correct that's what I was
0: about to say is that to me that's like well then he'll just throw up like a standard you know wide receiver route to Galladay Mm -hmm. and it should be like clockwork
1: yeah like the (laughs) the like good areas of Jones's skill set I think match up with what Galladay does well and I like yeah I heard people like talking about like uh Jones's deep ball not being good and like that's one of his, like, kind of, like, promise areas. Like, that was, like, what he was drafted off of was his, like, big arm. So. Yeah, no, uh, stats don't tell you everything. mm mm-hmm. Like, they obviously, like, help, but I'm like, if you're going to knock Daniel Jones, like, his his arm and the deep ball is, like, not necessarily what I want to go after. Like, I get that maybe his deep ball's not always, like, the most pinpoint. And that was, like, a thing Jalen dealt with, too, in his first couple of years was, his deep on not being as on point, but that we saw got a lot better last year, whether it was his own development or also just better weapons. And they've got better weapons this year too. So definitely, I think there's a lot of reason to think Jones can reel that in. Again, this all goes back to Dale Jones for me, but so the other guys, uh, Slate and Tony and Shepard, where you at on them? I do like the Tony, the, uh, Tony fit. I don't know
0: if I love it this year, uh, so much, but I think he adds, a really explosive element to the offense that will unfortunately for Dynasty maybe not be as fantasy relevant, but yeah. he should add an element to the team that, you know, makes their offense more dynamic as long as, you know, aforementioned Jason Garrett is doing some unique and
1: fun things, mm-hmm. um, but it spreads like,
0: the offense out a lot.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Sean Jackson effect, and not, I'm not saying it's the Sean Jackson by any means, but like some of these guys, every time they play with a quarterback, that quarterback has a great year. Like, yeah, there's reasons for that. Like the defense has to account for something. That, like it's said, spreading out the field, which I I, I want to dig into that slash maybe crowdsource the people who are smarter to help me dig into that. Like how much that actually plays a factor. Like aside from Deshaun Jackson, like, you know, I
0: would assume that it it does make a big difference because you know you've got you're playing against a team. Like, you know, I'll just say the Jets because I'm really familiar with them. I was going to use the Giants as an example, but that's not really an intelligent thing because that's their own team But Mm -hmm. for this situation. But, you know, let's say the Giants are playing the Jets, which almost never happens. But, you know, you've got Marcus May, who's a really good safety, and they've got this Tony guy running all over the field. It's just every now and then you're going to have to move May over to – to cover that guy. And all of a sudden now you've got Kenny Galladay, who's one of the best at contested catches in the league with a one-on-one matchup against what is probably not a great corner because it's the Jets in this situation. (laughs) You know, that makes a really big difference. So I think Tony being on the team makes them all more fantasy relevant, even though I don't know how particularly relevant he'll be. Like if he had a 600 yard season, and maybe like four touchdowns. That would be. I think that sounds me, about right. Yeah, that's not
1: like, you know, blowing it out of the water. It's also not bad. Yeah. Um, He's also a rookie receiver. And I think we've get, we get spoiled sometimes a lot of these rookies, like, especially lately, how productive some of them have been. And like, sure. especially like speed guys, like, it sometimes takes them a bit to get used to the NFL because like everyone else is also faster. So you have to kind of adjust your game a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and I've mentioned it
0: before, but when I was watching, um, what's-his-face, a quarterback. Dimes? At, uh, Trask. Oh, Trask. That's who, that, it was uh, Tony that immediately caught my eye. Yeah, I remember, like, we're talking about, like, Tony made him look pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah, he was, he, uh, he, what I just loved is Trask could throw it 10 feet in the air. And Tony would go up and get that thing with like three people around him. He can, re- he really goes after the ball.
1: Yeah, his ball tracking is amazing. I think putting him and Galladay with Jones, I think they're kind of trying to like do the Jalen thing where they say, okay, this quarterback struggles with certain like decision making things. This is that maybe like, a little
0: a- accuracy here and there.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> give some, give him some guys. You know, Galladay with the catch radius, Tony with the speed and ball tracking to like accentuate his you know strengths more. And I think you know they're approaching it smartly <laughs> even regardless yeah, same. <laughs> of same even if you don't think jones is any good they're approaching it the right way um so yeah we i think galladay's a buy the other guys the other three guys are all kind of around wide receiver 60 ish um sometimes a little lower depending on where you look um do you feel like that's right do you think daniel jones can support more than one or do you think like ingram and barkley are going to take too many targets away from these other three receivers I
0: think Barkley will take some targets away from what would be Tony's uh, reception tree, I suppose. Um, I would say Galladay is fine. I'm buying in on Galladay. I like Slayton. I'm not selling him if I've got him. I don't know if I'm going out and getting him just because there's a lot of new pieces, but I like Slayton there. The guy I, I would probably sell is Shepherd.
1: Yeah, um, like, I'm thinking about where these guys all kind of like line up. Like Basically, anyone who gets slot work is going to, you know, collide with Evan Ingram just because when they do two tight end sets, or even if they go, like, one tight end set, like, Ingram will get into the slot some and, like, you know, take, like, snaps from Sterling Shepard in that way.
0: Um, yeah, because they have Ingram and they also have Rudolph now. And yeah. And um, they've also got that guy, Caden Smith, who I really, I actually liked him when he was, you know, coming out of college. Mm -hmm. sort of as a really late round sleeper tight end i think he's a really good blocker so he'll like they have tight ends they're gonna be using a lot of different pieces this year at least hopefully
1: yeah like i'm not sure how often they'll have three receiver sets like they're always gonna like have at least one tight end and a running back on the field like at all times and i feel like a good chunk of time they'll also put rudolph out there yeah so like because that's the thing is like when you have rudolph out there who can also catch of course but who's a much more capable blocker than Ingram, that makes you a little more multiple. So, like, I think some of these guys, like, so because Kenny Galladay is gonna be the number one. It's just a matter of if you think the number two is like, will it be Slayton? Will it be Tony? Like, who's it? Who's it gonna be? And that's where it's a little tough. Like, I parsing would say through it all. He's personally, Slayton. I think he should be. He's earned it, like for he sure. He has. He really has. So, yeah, like, I guess he's he might be a buy just because Galladay there. All these tight ends, Barker coming back, just Daniel Jones in general. People are going to be pretty down on Slayton, who's posted 740 and 751 yards in his first two seasons.
0: Yeah, and we both expressed like some interest that Ingram could have a solid year, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of those guys and Tony there to just kind of sweep up and make the offense or the defense of the other team stay on their toes. And then I would, I personally expect Shepard, I'd like to be gone maybe in the Near or so future, yeah. I on think his team. contract might almost be up. I think this, like, it sounds in my head correct. Those are yeah. words that this would be his
1: uh <laughs> last year. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay, so this year because yeah, they signed a pretty big contract, but after this year, the dead cap's a lot easier to get rid of because he's he's under contract through 23, but um, after 2021's over, the dead cap hit shrinks a ton, so he's a lot more movable cuttable or whatever and he's got it's a I potential
0: don't. out next year mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's the uh, that's the potential out there so oh, yeah but I, I think slayton's probably the one aside from kenny Galladay i'd be looking to get but not like a strong guy but i feel like a lot of people will happily include him as like a throw-in or something Oh, yeah, I'll make the call now.
0: He'll be gone next year. They have a potential out, and he'll be turning 29. Mm. Like, he can get one more contract
1: somewhere else. Yeah, like a couple of years somewhere. Yep, exactly. No, like, some other, like some old guy leaves. They're like, all right, we need you in here. Or some bad team that's got like all rookies, like, hey, we want some veteran presence. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it seems like just a couple of years ago, he was a promising young guy. Um,
0: <laughs> I know that he's actually older than I thought he
1: was. Yeah, which is weird. That, uh, that's like a way like like Randall Cobb, like those types of guys like some of the guys who always seem at different ages. <laughs> so I still don't know how old Randall Cobb is. Think <laughs> is he, he 29? <laughs> he's like a, he's a spry 24. <laughs> so moving around, we've got a uh, Dallas with and one of the better wide receiving trios in the league with Cooper Gallup, Lamb. I'm pulling oh, these so fucking now. disgustingly good. Yeah. They've got just a, such a good group. I searched up DAL like dallas on this and the first thing it took me to was randall Cobb near the bottom <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah cd lamb's going pretty high um a lot of like rankings have him above cooper which i get for sure just because of the youth factor of it um now do i think he'll outscore cooper this year uh, i don't know like a lot, like some ADPs, i'm looking to have them like around each other i guess who do you prefer for dynasty who do you prefer this year um well for dynasty i prefer lamb yeah
0: Though I don't necessarily think he'll outscore Cooper this year. Mm -hmm. I would say Cooper probably still holds on to the mantle. But I would say uh, Lamb should be just below him, akin to a while ago when you had Antonio Brown and Juju. And Mm -hmm. uh, Juju really stepped up and was like, he was, people were like, oh, he can be a a wide receiver one. But we see that he really does need to have the other person there kind of thing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, um, like especially like, Juju, a lot of it was, like, he's a slot guy. <laughs>
0: right, so I, I expect Lamb to be just behind Cooper, but still excellent, and younger, and with room to grow, whereas mm. Cooper's kind of, you know, we, we know what Cooper's at, and he's very good.
1: Yeah, and, like, with Lamb, like, I know, like you had that Juju comp, like, I think Lamb, like, if slash when Amari Cooper's gone, or miss his time, or anything along those lines, I think Lamb will be... Much better off than Juju was. Um, well, yeah. one quarterback situation too. I think he's just got a lot more ability to play outside because they're moving all these three guys around a lot. Um, I think Michael Gallup is kind of interesting. He's kind of put around that like forty-five range. Um, as far as like his wide receiver ranking, he's kind of near um, Corey Davis or like Brandon Cooks, um, just like a like curtis samuel someone else he's around which i think i would rather have Gallup over all those guys personally um mostly for i think the upside's a lot bigger Mm -hmm. they can sit he he, he won't be super consistent just because there's a lot of mouths to feed there's the other two receivers we just mentioned and there's zeke but i think for wide receiver 44 or wherever you're gonna get him like he can provide you know four or five like week winning games for you or like four or five like really good games for you with Dak there definitely no I mean Lamb is really damn good <laughs> yeah like all these guys are guys I want to have and like so I, yeah Michael Gallup in his second year had 1100 yards and six touchdowns and last year even with you know not a lot of Dak, Dax had 840 yards and five touchdowns like he's kind of he's getting sort of disrespected I think
0: Oh, he definitely is. I def- I liked the. Uh, I felt like he and Dalton kind of had a good rapport there for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I was hoping they would. Um, but the thing is, any one of these guys can be the guy that game, uh, depending on what they're going for. I feel like with Gallup, at least for me, I usually have a pretty good instinct of when it's a Gallup game or not.
1: <laughs> Gallup um,
0: game. Gallup game. Yeah. Idiot.
1: It's also the last year of his uh, contract with the Cowboys. Yes. And like that, there's two sides to it. One, it's like, you know, you, you this is a good offense. You want to be part of it. But also, like, I really think there's a strong chance he gets heavily paid next year. Going into 2022, yeah. he'll be 26. And Yo. a receiver-needy team could give him, like, a big old contract. So, like, he has the potential to have, like, a big value shoot-up. Yeah, so, I mean, I have him in Dynasty, and I have
0: gotten offers for him, for sure. Um, but, like, at least personally, withstanding an offer you can't refuse, which is always on the table for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, He's staying put, because I don't necessarily know if he'll be with the Cowboys next year. I kind of expect he will be, because, you know, Jerry's hand doesn't get cramps right in checks, <laughs> as he says. But, uh, I, I mean... He's still pretty young. I think he's a very good wide receiver. Yeah,
1: he's really good. He's just with two also awesome wide receivers. Yes, who, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, with Cooper and uh, Lamb, I'm calling them both holds. Like, I don't think <clears throat> there's any reason to try to move them for any reason. Like, you've got, you know, stealthy receivers in a really good offense. Yeah, just, just ride the wave.
0: So the one of the interesting points, I guess, I'll just bring up now is because um, you have his name in here as, as a Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric Wilson's twenty six. He's six like two hundred pounds. He's a big bodied, like super fast, good wide receiver, and he's behind three Titans. So he, you know, by Titans, I don't mean the team, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Liter, literal Hercules Titans. Um, at wide out but he's behind cooper on the depth chart and we've seen cooper miss time so if cooper misses time and cedric wilson comes in and is a stud like what happens
1: yeah so like i i, I put <clears> him <throat> in here for the pure reason of being like one of those like next up type of guys there there are a few especially in the nfc that i think are going to be worth mentioning but if any of these guys miss time i think even, like, even if it's just Cooper or even if it's, like, Lamb or Gallup, I think Wilson will slide in and they'll just move the guys around a fair amount. And we've seen him be fairly productive when he's gotten a chance. So, yeah. And, like, he... There's a good chance he could just be, like, on a waiver. And so, like, definitely super-duper worth an just because, like, he has had some pretty good moments when he's, you know, been called upon. He had a lo- He had a pretty good amount of hype coming
0: out of college. Mm-hmm. Um That I didn't know about. I went back and looked at it, you know, like, retroactively. Yeah, just just kind of like an older
1: prospect was, like, one of the big, you know, knocks with him.
0: Yeah, I believe I picked him up in Dynasty at some point, just as sort of an intriguing option. I don't know if I still have him. I think I dropped him just because it's a very crowded backfield. But I think he should be on people's radar in the event that someone gets injured
1: in Dallas. He is the next guy up. Yeah, he's like an attrition player, I guess, like you know (laughs) shit happens and if shit happens in this receiving group like he stands to gain a lot so and he he good (laughs) that Uh he good (laughs) he good he good so yeah like he's like he's more of like an ad or a throw in just because he may not even be on a roster right now in your dynasty league yeah um next up we've got philly in the division and there's not a (laughs) whole lot here uh Devonta was, you know, just. <laughs> There's <drafted>. nothing here. <laughs> yeah, like with the other, like with Ragoor, he's a tough one for me. I guess we can circle back to him in a moment, but like Fulgum, he should have been sold. Like Greg Ward, I have no clue if he'll be, you know, relevant. Arsega Whiteside, I assume he was just done. <clears throat> like. Yeah, I mean that he just woof. Yeah, I think Ragoor is kind of the main one we need to discuss here. I
0: had such a hard time getting a read on him last year. He missed a lot of time, right?
1: Uh, yeah, he did. I believe. I'm let me double check, but I'm pretty sure he missed like half the year or something.
0: And, if he like, did play, he didn't. He was barely in the
1: game. Yeah, they didn't like let him do much. Okay, so he played 11 games. Okay, that's actually a few more than I thought. Yeah, I thought he missed a lot more. I think they just they just didn't use him a whole lot. like early on, especially, but he started getting yeah. like you know more and more targets, especially as like you know Ertz was hurt and everything. Yeah, that uh looks like kind of. Late November
0: on no, not November. Yeah, no. Late November on he started to get a little more
1: looks. Mm-hmm. And like December, like he had some high target games in December as well. But again, he was hurt. Um, like he like after week two he didn't play until week eight. So, you know, missing time as a rookie is always a tough thing to overcome. Just you know, you're already, like especially last year again already behind the eight ball in terms of COVID. I think. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at where he's going. He's pretty low on a lot of lists i think he could be a buy purely off of like the first round draft capital um the lack of competition like enough re- there are enough reasons that he should be a buy going you know as low as he has seeing seeing like wide receiver 45 even down to like wide receiver 60 like he's going again like low enough that he's got so much more upside than some of the guys around him the, the the issue on that is I don't know if whoever, the t- yeah, well, you yeah, got Eagles are definitely issue number one, the and Eagles. then yeah, yeah, it was just draft receiver bust. Hopefully they don't ruin Devonta, <laughs> but um, who, whoever drafted Regor might not be willing to sell low as a thing. So he's like i I'll put like a buy in quotes. See, I think it might be a good time to
0: get him because in my head right now Ragoor is just like an avoid. Yeah, it's like But I don't own like I don't have him in Dynasty. But like I would personally if I had him, I would be looking to sell him right now because I just I'm not bought in.
1: Yeah, I like don't,
0: I don't know what it is, like what it is. I think it's
1: just lack of I didn't get to see him a whole lot last year. Yeah, and, like I think I think yeah. if you don't want him, then you should sell him now because I don't know how much better it will get this year is the thing. Like I don't this is not going to be a pass heavy team. And okay, because like they're rolling out Jalen Hurts and he's gonna run a lot. They've got Miles Sanders, they have Gainwell as well. Like, I assume they'll want to get Sanders involved a lot, who I think we were both kind of high on this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume Ertz will be gone. Um, they brought in Richard Rogers, so that makes me think that Ertz will be gone, but they brought Goddard, Devonta. Like, it should be like Devonta, Goddard, Sanders is like the main three, and then I guess Hurts running as himself. It's like Ray Gore you know. He, i don't know if he'll out target sanders or not even so i really have no idea i mean <sighs> uh, <laughs> it's tough just because it's it's solely a matter of is the person with him fed up or not like you you just gotta send out a feeler offer because okay it's tough because even even as not sure as i am about 2021 for the eagles like i don't i don't think Regor is bad I just worry about the Eagles' passing production
0: this year. Yeah, and I mean, to me, they still have a bad GM, and so their team is just kind of in the dumpster right now. But they, you know, they say take the talent, not the situation, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if you do still think Rago is a good receiver, you just think the Eagles stink, which is, I think, a very fair T- and uh, honest and fair <laughs> uh, assessment. Go ahead and. I, would, I think you could send, like, a super low ball offer for him. Like, you know, I'll give you, like, a third for regular or something. And they're like, uh, what? They mm-hmm. might just be like, wow, people really think this guy stinks. They might, you know, take it. And who knows? Eagles have a bad window right now.
1: Yeah, they're in, they're in a weird spot. For most
0: teams that aren't the Lions or, you know, Washington or, the jets or something or jacksonville or to the texans most teams that window of stink isn't particularly long window of stink window of stink (laughs) window of stink it's like a heavy metal song that never needs to be written
1: yeah i'm trying to think it sounds like a like a band that was formed in like 2003 or something (laughs) window of suck (laughs) (laughs) super edgy with with t-shirts from hot topic and they've got their t-shirts in hot topic now so Yeah, tough. Tough to really want to get in on the Philly receivers especially right now. Like I th- I think the way to go would be and it's tough because I'd never want to say like, "Oh, wait for this guy to be bad then buy him." But like I think the passing production will be low this year just off of roster quarterback in general and in the chance that they move off of Hurts or, you know, if Hurts, you know, improves a lot, then they could be a lot better off but it's again there's like if, if the latter true then they're all gonna go up in value so i think if you want ragor like there is the window to buy him right now just because yeah. if he has another bad year it may just get too problematic to even want to consider him
0: yeah and you might want to bank on that too and just keep waiting mm-hmm. or maybe just wait a little bit longer and and get it i you know it's a, it's a tough
1: situation i would risky say if you buy. want to go get him yeah kind of a risky buy but moving around, we've got uh, Green Bay. We've got Devonte Adams there, who is I'll say a hold, um, or maybe a buy, if people are if someone's <coughs> concerned about Rodgers. I think you have that window and chance to like get him while he's you know wide receiver two or three instead of wide receiver one kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I the I think the Rodgers concern is enough to like make him a little bit of a value and. If Rodgers is gone, it does hurt a ton. But, like, if he stays, you got, like, a slight like discount on Devonte Adams.
0: True. But then, if you don't have Rodgers, do you want Devontae? That's where it's that, tough. For a huge value.
1: Yeah, that's Like, tough, is that's Jordan tough. Love
0: throwing him the ball? Because if so, I don't really want Devontae for that value
1: that he, you know, deserves to be traded for. Yeah, it's, a ma- it's just a matter of, like, okay, we've seen Hopkins survive really bad quarterback play do we think Devonte adams is on that level to where he can survive poor quarterback play
0: um i think he would still be good but he wouldn't be the number one
1: wide receiver in fantasy no yeah it's yeah like I, i'm just kind of going through the scenarios in my head of like okay he could be a buy but it's, it's just what do you think the chance is that he <laughs> that rogers stays or not hopkins was also an acrobatic like monster. Yeah, they're different types of players.
0: And I feel like with Hopkins he was really young and could just make all these ridiculous catches. Yeah, a lot of uh, for, saving <laughs> right. For bad quarterback play. Whereas, you know, Devante is what, twenty eight?
1: Twenty nine so 28
0: Not exactly old, but he's getting older, certainly. I you know he, he can't make us the circus catches that a twenty two year old DeAndre Hopkins He's twenty eight by the way twenty eight yeah yeah so
1: I th- I think you just kind of got a hold yeah I mean what I would mean, you sell would you sell him <laughs> like I mean that's the thing like if someone's giving you you know Rogers is their value or like ninety percent eighty percent Rogers there like <sighs> what what would it take for you to sell Devonte Adams though so, that's the thing. I had Devontae and I sold him
0: because I was afraid that at some point this uh, miracle pas de deux of Devontae and Rodgers would break at some point. And now we're on the cusp of that. If you sell Devontae now, it's a little late. It's just a little late because now people are like, oh, well, he's selling him because
1: he doesn't think Rodgers is going to be there. Why would I take him? Yeah, you know? but th- but then the, also the like the part is like if you hold him and Rogers leaves, like you're sort of fucked. That's you're sort of fucked. I, I think it depends on where your team is at, on where like, like can you afford to? Like, I think if you're in like a window, you should probably hold him because Agreed, you know yeah. you're hoping for a scenario where Rogers is there, and you know maybe it's not all that bad if Rogers is gone. I think if you're you know, a rebuilding team who, you know, you're bad and you just, and you know, you have Devontae Adams, but your team is otherwise, you know, not that great. It could be worth it to sell to a contender.
0: Yeah, I honestly, agreed. I even think maybe a hold and sell situation here for Devontae because, you know, I've personally gone out and said that it would make the most sense to me that Rodgers stays this last year in Green yeah, Bay. I think so, too. If that gets at least partially confirmed or, you know, journalistically confirmed, which means not confirmed, but on Twitter it is, so, that he'll be there within the next few weeks, then
1: that is actually when I would sell him, to be honest, if I, yeah, especially if I'm a rebuilding like a good dynasty window. team. Yep. Like, so I guess this is a funny time to interject. Um, in hourly that we are in together, uh, not like the share team that we compete against, uh, I traded away watson for tua um there we go it's been something that i've been like mulling for a while and i know a lot of people are kind of on tua and so the combo of a little bit of positive news about watson in the terms of like there will probably be a settlement this is that or like something may not happen right away and like nothing no 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 more bad news had come up for a bit either people kind of forgot about some of like you know how potentially like how many games he could miss how long the you know a suspension could be the exempt list all that and then with Tua like the day it was the, the day a couple of days ago where like oh he threw five interceptions in practice or something like that and like the like Twitter just started piling it on him for you know what was a stupid reason in my opinion so I'm like all right here's my chance like <laughs> I don't want to root for Watson anymore even if he comes back or gets traded or whatever and I'm like I love Tua I believe in him so we sometimes like yeah, you gotta let the news cycle sometimes provide you with a chance to like make a move. It's true, you know. But, one of these guys,
0: Glazer, Rapoport, is like, "Oh, Rogers is at training camp, and there hasn't been any talks of him being traded." Then you're like, "Wow, <laughs> smash that trade button!" <laughs> yeah.
1: So <laughs> looks like
0: he's staying.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I, I think I think he'll stay. I think we're both most engaged that we think he'll stay. That's where we It'll, leave.
0: Yeah, for for this solo last year somewhat begrudgingly probably stay there
1: yeah so as far as the other guys like Amari Rogers Funches, Lazard is there anyone else you have any interest in or are you just kind of like staying away again Roger rookie yeah,
0: I had the opportunity to draft Amari Rogers I did not he kind of I looked at him briefly when looking at the draft prospect wide receivers he just didn't really pop off to me as yeah. someone I necessarily wanted uh, not that I have, like, I'm shitting on him or anything. I just, you know, there are other guys that I like better. And then, De- you know, Funchess is, you know, he took the whole year off with the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. It, he wasn't exactly a an all-star beforehand. Kind of a big-bodied, slower, big catch radiate Like a tight end, but he's in a wide receiver yeah. route kind of thing. You know, just not really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Most mostly tight end. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Green
0: Bay is just kind of a weird if they, if they don't have Rogers,
1: they are fucked. I hope they know that. Yeah. They could be pretty bad. But we'll move around the division <laughs> to division two. Another team that's pretty much just a one receiver team in my opinion was Chicago. Uh A Rob's the only guy I want. Um I like Darnhamie looked good last year at times and like I know there's some like Anthony Miller hope, but I pretty much only want A Rob because I don't think the quarterback play, I don't know if the offense, I don't know if just, you know, Chicago in general can support more than one good receiver. And like, A Rob's like by far, by a large margin, the best receiver on this roster. And I think Dalton will rely on him. And I think Fields will also rely on him like when he comes in. So I don't want to bank on Mooney or Miller being factors as well, just because I'm assuming it's going to be mostly A Rob. As like I think
0: we're assuming it's mostly a a combination of A-Rob and then uh, potentially Cole Komet and the return of Tariq Cohen. Right? Yeah,
1: that's the biggest thing where like I think people like, are just forgetting that Tariq Cohen going to come back and you oh, know a yeah. bunch of targets. Oh, yeah.
0: So I'm off of Miller. Um, I actually haven't watched anything from him that, you know, makes me think he's not, like, solid.
1: But Bears fans hate him and he's had some like drop issues in a couple of a a lot of bears fans
0: are waiting for him to be gone and the i don't know at least from what i've gathered in reading a lot of their stuff is just like he won't be there after his rookie contract or whatever and um there's a lot more hype on darnell mooney who i actually i don't i'm like i just don't know a whole lot about him he kind of just Came on the scene last year but i think personally i would rather have mooney than miller at the moment oh yeah a billion
1: percent i think right he's kind of being ranked and drafted above him like he had a couple like high target games where he was clearly the second option i just worry that the like okay so also like when fields comes in there's gonna be fewer targets to go around just because he can run whereas Andy oh, Dalton yeah. will not be um <laughs> so i think with mooney like a drafting Mooney, I think, is sort of a bet on Dalton doing decently, which is not necessarily yeah. like it's not like a terrible bet, but it's not a bet it's I want to make. I don't, I it's don't want to terrible bet. I don't want my receiver to hinge on Dalton being good, <laughs> like you know, like it it's doesn't take to be Dalton's best year. Let's uh, Did that be <laughs> Like it doesn't take much of a quarterback to like make Allen Robinson decent. I mean, we saw him have some good games last year with. Foles and trubisky uh, that's um,
0: like the story of a rob's career is making bad quarter quarterbacks look decent yeah <laughs> so dalton mooney? is officially the best quarterback he's been with
1: mm-hmm. which is hilarious oh yeah yeah mooney he's going around like 50 55 range in terms of like wide receiver like startup adp and who he's kind of around like i see him near like me Cole. Um, let's see like TY Devonte Parker and like there's it's sort of like uh like there's some guys like it's tough to parse more so just because like I don't know if there's enough to really like weigh towards either guy. Mm-hmm. But <coughs> so like, with Devonte Parker, I'm like, well, like what if last year was like real and he's good this year or like I'm trying to think of who else we we've got a mirror like Mims, like Mims is a tough one just because of like how the offense may kind of like kick him out. Like Meek like I that one's tough I might go Mooney but like it's the offenses are where it becomes a problem for me to like <laughs> right. justify it yeah like one is the Chiefs <laughs> yeah one's got like a way bigger upside one, the other is not the Chiefs <laughs> so
0: I, I would uh, probably but the thing is I would rather take a chance on Mooney than me Cole.
1: I think Mooney's better
0: I yeah exactly but I think the offense is better but in in, well, I it is better sorry yeah
1: it is better. <laughs> so I think Mooney's appropriately valued, it's looking like. And, like, same with uh, A Rob. He's kind of going around that, like, wide receiver 12 ish, which seems about right. So.
0: Right. The real question, I think, for all of this is would you pay a good amount for Mooney? Because the people that have him probably are really stoked to have him and see what he does this year.
1: Yeah. Like, I. I would give up a fourth i don't know if i'd give up a third right okay and that's kind of where that's where my line is what about you i think i would give up a third
0: for darnell mooney in but it's a tough
1: one yeah like
0: if i had a you know the first pick of the third round probably not
1: yeah and that's that's where it gets tough is like you think you're a competing Dean, but you know, you're not. So shit gonna hit the fan quickly. Yep. But I think we've spent enough time on the Bears receivers. We can move on to Minnesota, um, where we've got Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and that's about it. <laughs> I did write in BB and Ola BC as like similar to, you know, Cedric Wilson. We've seen like, you know, if one of these guys does miss time, there's going to have to be another receiver that comes in against targets. But also, maybe not. Like, (laughs) they may not have to throw in another receiver. Like, they've got Irv. They've got Cook. They've got, like, these running backs. They've got, like, Conklin at tight end as well. Like, those two, like, may not matter enough. Or, like, if, okay, so, like, with the Cowboys, like, I would feel really good starting Wilson, streaming him, playing him in DFS, whatever, if, you know, Cooper or Lamb missed or whatever. But if Jefferson or Thielen missed, I would not feel good playing either of these guys. So, I
0: think it's just Mm. the two main guys yeah that one's really tough. The thing is like BB is in the starting rotation, and i like if will if Cedric Wilson was in the starting rotation, he would be on people's rosters,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he can still be on people's rosters even as the fourth guy pending an injury. BB is in the starting rotation, but probably not on people's rosters unless. Thielen, or Jefferson, only the two of them, one of them gets injured there. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Cook honestly gets a decent amount of uh, receptions, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, like Cook's there. Like, we're expecting Irv to take a step forward. Like, they've got enough non-receiver guys where that if a receiver misses time, they don't need to force it to someone who's way worse than the other options they've got.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just, I, I really like Irv. Obviously, you know, I think I drafted him in a Dynasty. He was one of my guys. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm kind of just on those two. And they're both, like, I you, you know, extremely fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's
1: also a pass volume thing, too. Like, I think we expect the Cowboys to pass it a lot more than the Vikings. So, I like, just run more plays in general, too. Yeah, and I, so the
0: other interesting thing about the Vikings is they are gonna go through, I think, a transition uh, between 21 and 22. I think that's when we'll see potentially Cousins stepping away in lieu of Mond, which is gonna change up their offense a bit, and it's gonna have a lot of Cook, a lot of Jefferson, a lot of Thielen. I just, uh, yeah, those those are pretty much the guys. If you drafted Justin Jefferson, hell
1: yeah, yeah, it's looking nice. Um, Denver trade him. Yeah, he's definitely a hold. Um, Thielen is kinda going he's got a lot of different like ranges he's going. Um, some places have him like twenty, some places have him like thirty. I like would you rather like I think like Lockett and Cup and Deontay Johnson, um like are oh like Boyd even maybe are all kinda guys in the range of like Thielen or... So my
0: take on Thielen is you should hold on to him until just before Cousins goes. That when Mon When Mond comes in, you should have traded him, like, the week before. And it's that not, tracks. yeah, it's not like a shit on either of them. I just think that that offense is going to change a lot, and I think Mond is going to do a lot with his legs, a lot with Cook, and a lot with Jefferson, and I think Thielen will lose some targets.
1: Yeah, I mean, or like he could also end up being, like, struggle target too is the thing it's tough to like that's my only like you know maybe not to that part but i do think he will be like he's a lot older and like as the team moves towards the future i think i think that for me is more of it like he may not well that's a
0: yeah it's a combination of those like he's getting older and i think they're going to be moving a lot of new pieces in and the future of the vikings from 2022 and on will be you know mon cook jefferson irv this new line with ezra cleveland and these guys Dara saw they just drafted bradbury
1: yeah feeling you know? let's see deal's contract cause he like just got extended though pretty recently like his dead cap hit is really large these next two years really yeah like 21 to 22 he's got like a pretty big dead cap and then it drops down some at 23 but like i they're pretty much on the hook with him for what could be the rest of his career like his contract goes through 2024.
0: 1.1 million base salary.
1: Yeah, it's what like a hell? very weird contract. Like, yeah, what I am like, I looking
0: at? Yeah, here? the dead de- Why is his dead cap
1: that high? Yeah, and his cap is small this year, but then 22 and 23, like, and 24, even the salary goes way up. But, like, 24 could be, like, the end of it. He's still pretty certainly there for two more years and maybe three or four. And that's wow. kind of where, I, like, I maybe would push back on the feeling, you know.
0: Yeah, but see, what happens if Thielen plays really well this year and you've got an opportunity to trade him and you don't? And then next year, Mon comes in. He's still on the team, but he's just not Adam Thielen that we know in terms of fantasy production. And you're like, oh, shit, it's already started. Then he's 31 at that
1: point. I I think his age is more of it than anything. So, like, if, if I'm a Thielen
0: owner... I need to sell him this year, pretty much. I can get some use out of him this season, but then, and I think that's probably the way to go, is to get some use out of him this season and then trade him.
1: Yeah, or, like, if you're a competitor, like, he's definitely useful to your roster. I I agree. I think looking for the sub-window mostly just based off of his age and then Justin Jefferson becoming the number one there is a lot of it for me. It's, an, it's a
0: conversation you have to have, unfortunately, because obviously Thielen is amazing and great, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's getting older.
1: My my gut says like, oh, he takes a lot of hits, but like I could be way wrong. Maybe he doesn't take a ton of big hits. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just you know he's gritty. No, he's gritty. Um, Deceptive but, speed. Gosh, yeah, sneaky fast. So sneaky We can uh, sneak on over to Detroit here uh, with their weird hodgepodge of receivers. <sighs> Fucking god, um, <laughs> all the ones I guess to mention we've got Tyrell Williams, Brashad perriman quintess Cephas, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Sage Surratt. uh The last two are rookies, but the only, um, I think the only incumbent is Quintez Cephas. I think perriman and Tyrell are new to the roster, right?
0: Yep. So, so he is the only incumbent wide receiver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's someone who I know during draft season, um, the previous year we at least. He was somebody we brought up a fair amount. I was pretty into him. And he's, it looks like he's going pretty low. Um, I mean, I guess all these receivers probably are, which makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, Quintus Sivas is going like mo- mostly free, I guess. Like, I'm yeah. seeing like wide receiver at 90 to 100. And like, Oof. I'm seeing Parabin above him. Like, I've seen Paraman and Tyrell Williams above him. Tyrell Williams I can see, but I don't think Brashad Paramin should be above him. I really just don't.
0: I don't think you should be looking at Paraman as nah. a whole. Yeah. Not, I, I think he'll have use on the team, but fantasy-wise, he's not really on my radar.
1: Yeah, I don't want to buy Tyrell or Paraman, And then, you know, the other rookies are kind of hard to say. And some people are really like, I'm on Raw. He could easily be the leader here. But I do think Quintez Seavis is worth a buy or maybe even a pickup if he's on a waiver. Um, just because at wide receiver 90, he's a throw in slash maybe free slash last round pick who had enough. I think he flashed enough last year in his rookie season, um, mm-hmm. to merit getting invested. Yeah. I think he's worth a stash. Mm-hmm. Um, It's going to be
0: hard for any of these guys to be the wide receiver one when you've got Hawkinson there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the issue with all of them is like, that's why I'm not into Tyrell or Perriman, and I'm not being super gung-ho on Steve, it's just because he's so cheap and more or less free, Um, but like, yeah, Hawkinson and Swift should be getting a fair amount of targets too, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked, you've gone on... It, about this, but the Detroit running game is going to be their future yeah. this year. At that's, like 100%. That's the team. Yeah. The run blocking, the tight ends, and, you know, running back receptions and carries of a somewhat committee style, but a lot of swift in there. Like, that's going to be their offense. And the only guy I really want to mention is Sage Surratt. I, I put him in here because <laughs> he's most dynasty drafts, he's not being drafted. Wake Forest wide receiver yeah, that I actually I, looked at. I think at he went undrafted. Yeah. He was a, one of the undrafted free agent pickups. Mm-hmm. I said it before. I'll mention it in as many podcasts as I can. Just I'm expecting some undrafted free agent studs uh, from this draft class. Between the uncertainty of the draft with how 2020's collegiate season went to not being able to interview and look at prospects effectively for, like, an entire year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Sage Surratt's being slept on, and I'm really hoping that he ends up making the team. If, you know, when you have that fifth-round pick in your draft, and you're just, like, taking a flyer on some rookie, I think he's worth one of those
1: fifth-rounders. Yeah, he... Like, I know, like, Javion Hawkins is one... Well, he's going a little higher, like, as a UDFA, but there are definitely... And, like, Sage Surratt, like, showed a, of enough to, like, mayor it too. It's not like it's just, like, oh, some random-ass dude. Like, he could have... He easily could have been drafted. Like, a lot of people thought he would get drafted. So, yeah, no. A
0: lot of people thought he would get drafted, and he didn't. So, I I kind of think that either they know something we don't, or he just... There was a lot of talent, and he just kind of fell through. But he yeah. was worth a pick all along.
1: Also, stacked receiver class. So, true makes it a little tougher to push it, just push it down the board, kinda. But we can move around, like instead of you know just <laughs> talking about the Detroit passing game forever, which may not produce much of anything. Uh, New Orleans right. is, I think, kind of interesting because we've got Michael Thomas, but Correct. after that, there's no established receiver. Um, I mean, Kamara should be second on the team in targets after Thomas. I um, like Troutman's there. But they've got, they've got like Traquan, who's the only other receiver I wrote in at all, even as it's just a maybe. It's tough to parse because there is always the risk of Taysom Hill starting. <sighs> and I don't know if they'd really do that. I I think the I think they're going to Winston this year. And I've heard there's been some hype about Winston and Traquan, and I think that tracks skill set wise. Hmm. It's just Traquan's been inconsistent enough that I have a hard time buying in. Um, there was that trick play in the playoffs the uh, last year. Um, They did where they like, or where uh, Winston had like a long shot to Traquan. And mm. that actually is what helped me like win a shitload of money that week. Because um, right, I, I had Traquan on my team in like whatever the conference finals, whatever it was. Not finals, but conference championship game, I think. But yeah, that. So I may be, I don't know if I'm biased per se, but I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. I'm like, oh yeah, that that won me money um it, a, a lot of people have been in on Traquan at various times and that's like a lot of people have been burned enough and he's shown enough times that he may not be that reliable or great so it's i i, I don't know where i should lean on this
0: i'm somewhat conflicted but i'll give just a little glimmer of hope for Traquan. and i was originally not going to but i am going to here uh you know, it's been a few years. It's almost been like a Tannehill situation where we're like, all right, this will be Traquan's year. And it, it just wasn't. We're like, all right, no, 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 no. This, this is Traquan's year. And it, it just wasn't. But Drew Brees, the end of his career.
1: His, He did not match Traquan's skill set
0: at all. Like the last five years of Drew Brees' career, his arm strength was significantly worse. And he, mm-hmm. he had shoulder surgery, he was older. The game was catching up to him. He wasn't throwing super deep balls. He, I mean, one of the reasons Thomas was so productive on the Saints is because he is an exceptional route runner. And Breeze could just always rely on him being in the right place and getting the ball to that spot where it needs to be. And that's why they were consistently good. And when Michael Thomas wasn't in, they stunk.
1: Yeah, because he did. Breeze didn't have like his <clears> guy. But.
0: So. I kind of think Traquan might be a really low risk,
1: low pay buy. Um He's he's going around like wide receiver 80-90. He's going very low like around He's going so Sterling low you could, right. You can trade kind of peanuts yeah. for him. Yeah. And
0: he might have a really good connection with Winston here now that I mean quite I don't not going to say Winston is a or a better quarterback than Breeze by any metric, but he can throw the ball a hell of a lot stronger.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he is better for Traquan than Breeze's. I think. It's, yeah, and so I, I
0: kind of like Traquan here as a low risk, you know, very affordable buy option for Dynasty.
1: Yeah, we, we say this now, we'll probably in a couple. Of, I'm going laugh if in like four months we're like, "What the fuck were we thinking?" But, eh, I I think it's worth. It's definitely worth the risk, which is very minimal. I'm trying
0: to be, you know, super
1: positive here. Yeah. Like, the offense is going to be different with Winston. And this is all presuming it is Winston. And, like, I guess that brings me back to, like, Michael Thomas. How do you think he and Winston connect? Uh, Like, he's kind of around wide receiver, like, 10 for Dynasty (laughs) right now. Is that, do you think that's too low? That's too high. you think that's too high? Yeah. All right. Hit me with it.
0: It's just, the f- like, Michael Thomas and Breeze worked so well together because it was clockwork, and Winston is not—the <laughs> me- the mechanical aspect of Jameis Winston is, like, neptor. Like, he's a microwave that was hit by electricity and sputters out random throwing pies every couple minutes. Like, it's—obviously, I- Michael Thomas is amazing. Jameis Winston has a hell of an arm. I think his value drops— I'm not selling him, but I would be kind of cognizant of the fact that Michael Thomas might lose. Uh, a, here's Okay, here's the exact prediction here. Michael Thomas's catch percentage with Drew Brees was in the like 90th, it was absurd. 90th percentile. It was like 77 of 80 kind of thing. That's not even going to be close this year with with Jameis that it should be closer to like 60-80, because Jameis is gonna airball it sometimes. Like that it's Jameis. I only had LASIK
1: but Yeah, I mean I do wanna like I guess my like maybe maybe counter argument or like, you know, support for Thomas here is that like we did see Chris Godwin also have a really, really good season in twenty nineteen with Jameis. He did, but Chris Godwin's also a little bit He I they say aren't fast. the exact they're not the exact same obviously, but like I'm saying like the role like you know, they both are quote unquote like big slot, I think. So I'm like, I'm not saying like, like definitely not a copy, not the exact same, but I think you can maybe like comp it enough that you can say, okay, maybe there's not. Because like, we have no clue how Jameis will perform this year, but we do know that right. he is good for fantasy for receivers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, that's the thing. Like, he's had enough like good receivers and like, we most recently saw him, despite a ton of turnovers, support a really good offense. So, it's true.
0: So I'm saying, like, I don't think Michael Thomas drops like a lot, but I do think, you know, being valued at ten there might be a little high for me. He might he he drops down a few. There's a few guys I'd probably
1: put ahead of him now. Yeah, they the Saints also do have a different offensive coordinator this year than they've had the past. Um, well, actually, no, yeah, they they had, they had Pete Carmichael for a bit. I'm just trying to remember when they switched. Um, Oh, wait, no, I guess it has been Sean Payton probably calling most of the plays forever. Never mind. Yeah, no, Sean Payton's still there. They did lose, like, I think a lot of. Yeah, what's his name? Lombardi. Wasn't Lombardi. Did they get Lombardi from the Saints? Uh, Yeah, the quarterback coach. That's who I'm remembering. Mm -hmm. So Joe Lombardi is no longer there. So he's with the Chargers now. But yeah, so with Winston, with Thomas, with I I'm optimistic. But like I don't even want to say cautious optimistic. It's like <laughs> I'm optimistic about the potential, but like I equally am worried that it could just go to shit. Right? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like yes. <laughs> it could be like I don't know if it's coin flip, but it's around that of like it could work out and be fine, and we're way too concerned, or it could just be terrible Dookie butter. <sighs> so like could be. That's and that's why like. With Thomas, like, my gut says, oh, I think 10's low, but, like, there is enough of a possibility that it's just shit, so. Yeah, but so I'm st- just,
0: I guess I'm kind of, like, just
1: taking the di- the range of difference there. Yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> thing is, Michael Thomas is so good that, like, I don't know if I can say he will be Garbo or anything, but. Right. Eh.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely won't be Garbo, but, no. you know, the. Catching eighty of eighty-one passes, or whatever
1: the hell oh no, that's it was. not going to happen. Like, with it's
0: just game. not going to happen. He's just going to get twenty more targets this year because Jameis just hurls the ball fifty mm-hmm. times again.
1: They're, they're, okay, I guess on the other side of it, their defense is going to be a lot worse. I think that has to like be part of it. Like, there's going to be a lot of passing attempts.
0: Yeah, it should definitely be. They bled players. They're yeah. uh, what's what am my the interior pass rush of their team is. Taken a huge hit. They still have Cameron Jordan, but they lost Sheldon Rankins and someone else. Yeah, um, their, their
1: defense took a big step back, and like that, they're not going to be as imposing defensively. So they're going to have to and and the turnovers that Jameis will inevitably have. Like they're going to have to throw more.
0: <laughs> exactly, he
1: did typically last year, I think. So
0: yeah. So hey, you know Michael Thomas might just. It just balances itself out and he just stays right where he is. Yeah, like, I think 10's lower about catch right. percentage, but just like significantly more volume. Mm
1: hmm. And just like a much different, maybe like maybe a different like dot profile than we're used to, but a lot more. Yeah,
0: vertical passing game. Mm-hmm.
1: But we can move on to Jameis' uh, former team now with Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. <sighs> Which that, it's dude. tough with AB because like what an asshole. But. I think his if we if we're talking just fantasy perspective, he's going pretty low for what he could produce I mean yeah, Antonio Brown is a, a colossal just piece of trash, but yeah like I don't think there's anyone going wide receiver forty or lower who has his upside there just, there just isn't not. He, and like we, yeah <laughs> that's what like it's annoying because like though I don't like him, but he's and very he, good at football he is very good at football and Brady likes him and he had enough good games with Brady that like we should probably expect more good games at some point
0: yeah I mean if he plays the whole season he doesn't get you know indicted or you know arrested for something as I'm expecting uh quite frankly um you have to imagine this is now the second year of Brady and this offensive scheme and the connection there like he can easily be a very 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 valuable fantasy asset
1: unfortunately yeah, he, he is a he is a buy off of solely what he can do this year for his value and spot um although I, you know maybe other maybe maybe the whole like ADP ranking thing isn't really properly gathering the upside i don't think like whoever has it may be way more cognizant of the upside he has just be and like the stats last year just kind of don't show um but like i don't i don't expect many more years of antonio brown like it could just be a one-year thing it could be yeah but i think it's worth it if you can stand having him on your roster i'm looking at his uh pro football reference page it says nicknames are a b mr big chest MBC for Mr. Big Chess, or Ronald Ocean, which I've never heard.
0: Ronald Ocean?
1: Ronald Ocean. That's a really weird name. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, to each their own.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that makes any <laughs> sense, but...
0: <laughs> Is that like the fake name he gives people when he hires them so he doesn't have to pay them?
1: That does sound like a fake name. I'm googling Ronald Ocean to see, like... Okay, Edward just says he's calling himself Ronald Ocean, and Roethlisberger's now Billy. He's like Frank Ocean, but he's a clown. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, he is a clown. (laughs) Ronald McDonald, baby. Yeah, I mean, Ronald Ronald McDonald. I'll call him Ronald McDonald. Let's go. Yeah, I'll call
0: him Ronald McDonald.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, Ronald McDonald's there. Um, and value wise is cheese. a buy, Mr. Big, che- Mr. Big Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, Mr. we've already got Mayor Mr. McCheese. Bacon and cheese. Yeah, Mr. Bacon, <laughs> Mr. Bacon and Cheese, I think works. But well, right, Mr. Big Chest, it still like is NBC. So MBC. Mr. Bacon. Yeah, I call cheese. Mr. Bacon and Cheese now. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've already got Mayor McCheese. We've already got me exactly. So yeah, Mr. Bacon <gasps> and Cheese is now Antonio Razzit's name. But um, mm-hmm. the other two guys, Godwin Evans, are. I think pretty much going 14 and 18 range. I see them like flipped. I see them both around there, but they're in, they're all in that top 20, but just outside the top 10. Um, do you feel that's appropriate? Do you think that's too low for any of them? I think, I think that range is right. And I guess in my opinion, they're both holds.
0: Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Uh, if I've got them, I'm not selling them worth. Would it shock yeah. anyone if the Buccaneers
1: won it all again this year? No, no they like, are going to be stronger this year. Probably. And as much as I hate to say it, another year of the same exact group helps a lot. And like Brady admitted, like he didn't fully know like all the play, but all as well as he did New England, so like he's gonna have all that time, um, a, an actual off season, all that. So yep, it could be a lot. It could be even better. But um, I do want to add in Scotty Miller as a Ooh. next up guy, and I think he very much matters as a next up guy. Um, in the same sense, like with Cedric Wilson and the Cowboys, we saw Scotty Miller when other guys were out, and even when they were in, have good games. And he's pretty clearly the number four. Mm-hmm. So, and this team, they do run enough two tight end sets that it's not as um, like as impactful as it is for the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys, like, they pretty much always just go one tight end. Like, okay, so they go two tight end, but they don't have enough tight end talent to merit more. But, like, <laughs> the, the Bucks have, like, three solid tight ends, but... And they drafted
0: a fourth. <laughs> yeah, did they... I think so, right? Or I mean, no,
1: they drafted Jalen Dar- Darden. At, at oh, yeah, the that's right. They took Darden. Yeah, but Scotty Miller, for all intents and purposes, is the fourth receiver on the depth chart, and one if, if slash maybe when, I would say, like, between A.B. and Mike Evans, I think there's enough injury risk concern, you know, that we've seen lately, at least, that, uh, you know scotty may work in there i think i think a b missing would benefit scotty the most honestly but he he definitely becomes valuable and i think in the same sense Cedric wilson becomes playable in dfs streamable in a normal league if these any of these top three receivers miss yeah uh, yeah i agreed i'm not sure where he's valued probably pretty low um yeah like a hundred something yeah. like that pretty he's definitely low. being valued pretty low could be could be free so he's he's definitely a quote-unquote next up guy that's worth uh monitoring and uh (laughs) for what it's worth these guys will also get to play carolina and atlanta twice and new orleans whose defense is going to be worse like these guys get a lot of good uh matchups
0: i think i still have him in dynasty he's just kind of chilling there in in the event someone gets injured
1: Mm -hmm. and like that that's worth you know rostering so yeah but yeah, we can move around to uh the easy divisional matchups he'll get. We can go with uh Carolina next, who's got uh Robbie and DJ Moore there still. Uh no Curtis Samuel now, but they drafted Terrace Marshall and they brought in David Moore and uh Shy Smith, I believe, was also someone they drafted.
0: Yeah, he was also on people's radar as uh a rookie to look out for. I think he was drafted. I think he was a really late draft pick.
1: hmm Yeah, pretty late. I um I'm looking through this and Robbie DJ will definitely be you know in that top three i I assume Terrace Marshall takes that third spot I would be shocked if he did not yeah um and I think this team has enough chances to maybe go for a receiver as well where even if he doesn't he could get to see the field more slash like I don't think assuming he's in that top three with more Terrace and Robbie he probably won't leave the field much because like they've got Arnold and Ian Thomas who you know, the latter of which has been disappointing, and the former of which has gotten some hype, but I assume this is a pretty frequent three or zero team. Uh, with that said, Robbie and DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore is going pretty high. He's going kind of around Godwin and Evans, I'm seeing, which seems about right. And then, it uh, seems about right. It seems yeah. about right. And then Robbie, on the other hand, I think he's going fairly low, Um, which don't want to respect Robbie. He's, of course, I see, he's I see thirty three. <laughs> I saw him say that Darla had like a glow about him I just cracked up. <laughs> the um, sun god. Yeah, I'm seeing Robbie like around thirty five. I'm seeing him like ranked like maybe not ADP, but like rankings as low as like fifty, which that's too low. But I think I think thirty five is about right just because like you look at who's around him, like Boyd and Judy and even like Juju Odell, like okay, like that that tracks, but I think like the like the quote unquote expert rankings that have him like below Hollywood and like right around Suggs like that's that's and like below Corey Davis like that's just wrong. <laughs> like no, he's he should definitely be above all them. Like I will firmly stand on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. He the does past, have past rapport with Darnold too.
1: Yeah, he's better. Yeah, the past rapport, a higher pass volume team. Last year, like, the touchdowns just weren't there, but he got 136 targets last year. By far, the most he's gotten. got, like, 1,100 yards. He should produce fairly well. Like, you just have to hope he lucks into more touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he got really unlucky. Yeah. But you have to remember, Teddy was, you know, 20 yards or less throwing. Yeah. Pretty much most of the year. Darnold, he can chuck that thing.
1: Yeah, he will take more risks, for better or worse. I think that benefits Robbie. Like... Eleven hundred yards and three touchdowns is so like so That's low. ridiculous. Yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah, like I think all I think most of the Carolina receivers fell prey to the high yardage, low touchdown totals. Um, yeah. DJ Moore, yeah, twelve hundred yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> like he only all, have one more. Yeah, like <laughs> one more. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the t- they, they didn't get all. They didn't yeah. get many touchdowns. Is the problem and a lot of them were running like we're, were rushing touchdowns so i I, ex- I expect more passing touchdowns it would just it would just be hard not to have more passing touchdowns this year
0: yeah it would it would be tough now terrace marshall i think is definitely an intriguing prospect that we both liked pre-draft and like the spot he's at now
1: yeah i got um, him at like 207 in our super flex rookie draft mm-hmm. which he in my opinion like so i like traded up with like I jumped one team to try to get him because, like, I very much wanted him or Tony instead of uh, Rodgers and Amon Ra, for what it's worth. Right. Like, Which he, I think was a
0: good trade. Cause yeah,
1: there, there's, there's a there's a tear break after him. Yes. He looks pretty damn good to me. Yeah,
0: um, he's really good. I would say if there was any worry about Robbie losing targets, it's because of Marshall... Right, stepping
1: in and maybe taking some more uh targets yeah. away. I mean,
0: but I think it'll my, take
1: time because I mean, Curtis Samuel is gone. I think my biggest concern will be like McCaffrey coming back. I mean, I, they did target uh Mike Davis quite a lot in his stead, but McCaffrey does command more targets, yeah, than Davis does. Um, so yeah, Curtis Samuel got like 97, Robbie got 136, more got 118. Uh, Davis got seventy and McCaffrey had nineteen in his few games, and I, I think we probably expect McCaffrey to get a hundred targets. Um, and I think we may see just a little more pass volume overall for this team. Um, like just hoping that they're a little more competent um, as well. So, but I, I do I think I think as far as like Robbie and DJ go, I think they're appropriately valued at least like at least an ADP. I think you know. Some of those expert rankings are uh, too low on Robbie. I think thirty-five ish is more, more correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then yeah, Terrace Marshall. If you I guess if you haven't drafted like if you're doing a startup, um, he's going fairly low. I guess like fifty-five ish, or maybe even lower. Like I've seen some like seventy-ish. Like he's going like around like Elijah and Rondell Moore. And Elijah's probably too low for Elijah Moore, but you should definitely take him above like Christian Kirk or like as much as I like Denzel Mims, you should probably take him above Denzel Mims at this point or like Mike oh. Williams, like his oh, upside's yeah. a lot higher. So, yeah.
0: I mean, in terms of the rookie wide receivers, just in a, a rookie drafts, I mean, I would, it, to me, it would be Elijah more than Terrace Marshall. I wouldn't, I would take Marshall over Rondale Moore.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think he's better. And I think there's probably more opportunity just because yeah. of the way the offenses are. Um, Although I could be terribly wrong about or A lot of people love him. And I guess after Hopkins there, you know, if he's better than Christian Kirk, then, you know, yeah, yeah. then he's number two. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, we'll get to that team here in a, in a moment, actually. Uh, but next up, we've got Atlanta and Julio's gone. Um, Sad. Yeah, it's a sad day. Uh, I think I think Ridley, I think he's just hold uh, his value is very high. I don't think you could really reasonably buy him. Um I think the one maybe argument for it would be um if you think he just becomes the wide receiver one or some bullshit. Like no not just really some, some bullshit, bullshit, but like that's in the realm of <laughs> possibility. So like if you think this is slam dunk territory, like it's maybe he's maybe a buy high even. I think I think the pit type is keeping him in a in an acquirable range. Sure. Say. So now I, more or less he's old would you potentially
0: sell him for like a lot if you i know you're in the unique position of being a falcons fan but if you weren't n- not that i think his value drops but just this is a very potentially peak time of value for him
1: yeah everyone knows
0: he's a stud and now julio's gone like people are thinking like this dude is now the dude
1: yeah um i don't think so just you would because, just hold on to him. Yeah, because he's still only, like, 26. He won't be 27 till like, late in the season. So he's still young enough where... And I think his he came into the league kind of order like, his rookie season. He started at 24. Um, so very old rookie. Um, but I think his game, like, how he plays, should carry for a while. As in, like, he's someone who, like, should be able to play for, like... Like, I don't think he will be like like an early retire like his game should keep him in the league there's like 35 or something mm-hmm. like i think i think he could potentially have another 10 years in the league whether they're okay. fantasy relevant or not but like i think he's definitely got like a few probably till he's like 30 like 27 like the next three years he should just be like you know king shit of cash mountain more or less like <laughs> like i don't uh he should have an awesome year next year good for contender he should have another good few years. Good for rebuilding like I don't know if like it, there's always a price but I don't think you should be looking to move him by any means. Right. Like you just you have a great asset in Dynasty. You you just be happy with it.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I I don't have him in Dynasty, but if I did and that sort of idea was crossing my mind i would at least hold him this year because yeah. i he has the potential to this year be outstanding be, again. The, be the receiver one he's still not a household name yeah he can if he has another amazing year he will become one
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's nuts um <laughs> after that though um <sighs> zoinks yeah it's gross I don't know if any of these guys are, like, good enough to merit a bye is the problem. Like, it's going to be Ridley and Pitts. Um, I'm curious, like, I guess Mike Davis gets a lot of targets. Like, they could bring someone else in. I think, like, Hayden Hurst should still factor in target-wise. I imagine this team runs a lot of two-tight end. Mm -hmm. Like, they should. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of mixture of Gage, Zacchaeus, and Darby, and as cheap as they may all be. Like, I think Dar- Darby's, like, a nice, like, rookie draft flyer option just because if he does get into the number two world, it was, you know, pretty much free. But I, I don't know if any of these guys, a la Lions, aren't necessarily, like, you know, have enough potential for me to, like, be into it. I do think they'll pass a lot more than the Lions, so, like, maybe. Like, in PPR, I think Russell Gage has some intrigue. But well, I don't you know. know, if- Mike
0: Davis will probably get a lot of receptions still quite frankly, yeah. at least a decent amount, not as many as in Carolina last year, because of the way the offense will be, but I am expecting the kind of two tight end set with Pitts and Hurst, and uh, Calvin Ridley leading the pack, and then I guess, yeah, the other guys are just kind of
1: there. Yeah, like, I don't know if they're, like, I don't know if Olamideus is is, is is, like, consistently good enough to, like, you know have enough fantasy value we've seen like russell gage improve enough that i think he could be worth you know trying to maybe get um it just i just i'm unsure about how this atlanta team will be this year as well Yeah. but i mean russell gage we did see 109 targets 786 yards four touchdowns and that was with part-time julio there and I mean, obviously Pitts is coming in, but it's not—it's not—it's not apples to apples there. Like they need right. some receivers on the field, so he could easily be like the other receiver on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the main issue though is that like he's hurt more. He—he's hurt a lot by Pitts coming in though, in the sense of like they want him in the slot a lot, like with Gage. And I imagine like Pitts may take up some slot time, or he may just put him outside. I don't fucking know what they're gonna do with him. He's a unicorn, <laughs> but. <laughs> They all have the appropriate risk associated with their costs, so I think they're valued fine. Um, I guess it, like if Gage is pretty cheap, it depends on like there's he's got a large range of like ADP's values, rankings, all that. So I'm not sure where I'd put him. Like if I'm in a PPR league, he's worth something more, but in in a half, I'm not as into it. Yeah, I mean I guess
0: Arthur Smith like Corey Davis did kind of step up that last year that's true um but yeah i mean that the tight end was a focal point so i, I guess that's kind of what we're just saying it's yeah just, you know, <laughs> tight end is going to be a big focus for this offense so
1: yeah i, I, I don't think enough people are like considering the hayden Hurst target share that i think mm-hmm. will be relevant so yeah but lastly we move over to the uh nfc west we've got a uh, seattle on the docket here um, we start with tyler lockett here on the dot. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yep. 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 <laughs> Unintentional rhyme there. So we have got yeah, Lockett and DK, which DK, he's pretty much consensus top five like dynasty receiver at this point.
0: So, yeah, I mean he is what twenty four.
1: Yeah. And he's like he's for sure consensus top ten, mostly top seven, probably top five if you're if you're looking at your dynasty rankings. Yeah, he's as long as Russell Wilson is there, he is a supremely valuable asset.
0: Damn, he won't be 24 until December. Yeah, he's so
1: young. <laughs> he just had 1,300 yards as a 23 year old and got 10 touchdowns. Like, yeah, unbelievable. He's absurd. Yeah,
0: he's absurd.
1: Yeah, and it just and he, you know, he he couldn't uh, he couldn't run through some cones, but <laughs> so. he's a bust. He can't run through cones. <laughs> oh jeez, so, yeah. Russell Wilson's definitely there this year, and probably the next couple of years too through his contract. Um. You know, I I don't want to, you know, concern myself too much with after Russ, um, but it sounds like they've done enough stuff that he's been happy with that he's going to stick around and not like try to work his way out. Slash so well, everything he said, like publicly. Right. I you know, mean, my hope right now is that
0: this situation in Seattle reaches the Green Bay Rodgers thing, but it's the reverse and they actually t- just get rid of Pete Carroll. And just stick with Wilson, because if you're if you end up having to decide between the two, to me, that's a no brainer. You stick with Wilson. I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. Uh, So I'm not I'm not concerned too much about Wilson leaving Seattle. I think it could get threatened in the event that they're like, well, we like Pete. And it's like, yeah, but I don't. So So make moves or I'm moving. so yeah, I you know Russ Pratt is still there for the foreseeable future. Uh, obviously, Lockett—it's so, so un, such an underrated wide receiver. Yeah, he's perennially underrated. It's acrobatic is fucking just amazing, and love him.
1: Yeah, he's kind of going right around like Thielen and Cup is where I'm seeing him mostly. Mm-hmm. I think for like context, and I think a lot of times I'd probably rather have Lockett. It's tough with Thielen. I would definitely rather have him with. Actually, I don't know. August Stafford's there. I think that's about right for him. He's just different in the sense of like he has fifty fantasy points in his bag. <laughs> like,
0: there's that one week like each year he gets yeah. like
1: forty points. Yeah, like he there will be like two or three weeks where he just like wins the game. I think that's worth a lot more than people want to like credit. And it's tough because like you may have to sit through some is, but. I think I think the hope would be that they maybe pass more this year. They may not, who knows. Um if you saw that picture of Chris Carson, he's pretty jacked. He could probably bully Pete Carroll into running the ball more. Um, <laughs> they're passing on this
0: play. What'd you say? I uh, to you, it's a <laughs> screen it's a screen. <clears throat> yeah. Screen screen to Carson
1: guys. <laughs> but and then they did also bring in uh Gerald Everett, so they've got like, you know, Some tight end competency in the pass catching department. Um, And Dwayne Eskridge, the rookie who I don't see him commanding much more target share than uh, David Moore did this year, personally. It'll be
0: tough as a rookie with the two guys they've already got. Um, There were some
1: people that really liked him. Um, Was he Western Michigan? Um, I think so. I know he wasn't really on my board much, to be fully honest. I don't don't even know if we talked about him on the pod if we did it was very minimal yeah it was that was one of the picks i was like what like there were a couple receiver picks in a row or like in a streak where i'm like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like him and tutu or whatever oh yeah the rams taking tutu there yeah like i'm gonna pull up this draft board again just to like be baffled by like what some of these teams did at receiver because it was pretty hilarious um but I, i guess so like dk hold um lock it i think probably hold as well i think i think valued correctly again and pretty valuable to a uh like to a contender in my opinion so but i guess so uh after the steelers took pat Fryermuth, we got dwayne estrus to the seahawks and tutu atoll to the rams and then two picks later uh the Panthers took Terrace marshall and right. I, and like I also thought the Chiefs might take in there. Like the Panthers had to be like, what the fuck is going on? How do we How? get this lucky? <laughs> like, yeah. I got Literally was,
0: that like L S U Justin Jefferson moment repeated. Yeah,
1: just like the like I I wanna go try to find that bit of them like realizing they get Terrace Marshall. But oh,
0: yeah, there man. were several really questionable picks in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because Basham expected. was, like, a, a potential, like, first round at least mentioned yeah, that was defensive like, end. And he went second round to the Bills, like, after, after, for instance, the <laughs> the Saints take Pete Warner and you're just like, okay. Or Josh Myers went right after you're like, uh-huh, center probably could have gone earlier. and like
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely some weird know. picks this year, which, you know, like I said, was kind of expected with the lack of scouting that they could do um mm-hmm. so but speaking of the some of the bad picks we have two two Axwell and the rams uh receiving core uh primarily woods and cup and we mentioned you know cup kind of in that same range as Lockett, and woods uh mostly going like a little higher slash ranked a little higher whether it be one spot or a couple spots which i think i think is correct um i think these guys are probably valued appropriately um I think there might be a little bit of like too much negative perception on Cup that isn't warranted. Um, he, he, I think he was disappointing for enough people last year that they maybe kind of like. I don't think he missed like a cup, like a game or two, maybe. Um, I think maybe one game, and his touchdowns are really low. He only had the three touchdowns last year, as opposed to like like the ten or yeah the ten he had the previous year, and that might have left a poor taste in some mouths. Mm-hmm. So. I I'm not gonna say he's being undervalued, but like at least Bob, what I'm seeing on these ranks in ADP, but there might be enough people who are are, are upset with him slash bummed at the value drop, I guess, as well that he may hmm. be a little cheaper than he should be, and then again Woods like the, you know this team just was anemic at certain points. I I think Woods is in for a great year, and I think we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I with, think he's a buy personally. Yeah.
1: I'm looking around. on, like, who he's nearby in some rankings. Um, like one like, like because I see him like right next to Julio Jones and like ADP and rank pretty much. I'm like, oh, that's a tough one for me to like, swing there or like um, Oof. like Deontay Johnson's nearby him. That's one where I know we're both a little lower on Deontay Johnson. I think I would rather have Woods, especially if I'm competing.
0: I I certainly would. I. <laughs> Yeah, so, like I certainly Woods. Ha. Um hey, I mean one of one of the quarterbacks has a much better arm. The other one is Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah.
1: Like Woods, but, <laughs> this is gonna be the best quarterback Woods has had in general, and especially for his skill set. Mm-hmm. Like he's that not was like had... the
0: immediate connection you think of is Stafford to the Rams. You're like, oh Woods now has yeah.
1: a guy. Because like the Bills, like they and especially like his rookie they tried to use him some deep and the Rams have tried that, but like last year his yards per reception was so much lower and like Stafford will actually be able to take advantage of his ability to like get deep and I think we're gonna see some like big plays from Woods that we just really not n- not been able to see because of Goff. So Yeah. And just the Rams, you know in general I think I think there was just some confoundedness between Goff and McVeigh and McVeigh and himself and everything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into Robert Woods. I I don't know if I'll call him a bye, but maybe. I don't know
0: how people are valuing him. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's know. the thing with the Rams. It's like there's been so much turmoil last year and then changing this year that it's hard to get a gauge on where people are on them. And I think with Woods and Cup, it is worth to see if whoever has them is undervaluing them. like Because I do think they both have... I'm not saying they'll both be top 24. because That's pretty tough. But I think they both have a very good chance to be like top 12 guys like one of, like one of these guys probably I say probably will be has like a very solid chance to be a, like a top 12 guy and i think the other guy could be top 24 Mm-hmm. or at least top 30 just because how touchdowns get spread out changes but i think i think these guys are being drafted close to the floors and yeah that's yeah kind of always something to, to look for oh yeah um Outside of these guys, we've got Tutu, who was just drafted. I don't think he will see the field much this year, slash so provide much fantasy value. Yeah, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, who they drafted last year, and then Deshaun Jackson, who <laughs> may be around for like a game.
0: Hey, week one, he better be in your lineup, <laughs> and then he should immediately. I, mean, I think be there's, there's
1: week one if I remember right. I remember right. <laughs> but oh. I, I, I'm really curious, like who gets that third spot because like I'm not sure how much two tight end they'll run. Because like they had when they had Higby and Everett, it was a lot more reasonable run to a tight end. But now that they've just got Higby, it's probably mm-hmm. more single tight end sets and maybe more three receiver sets. I'm yeah. not positive. Maybe they maybe they surprise us and like get like Bryson Hopkins out there, or Jacob Harris. I, I don't know. Like, but I think there's gonna be a little bit of offensive shift because it makes sense, especially with Stafford to like get three receivers out there more too. So I don't know if it'll be Deshaun Jackson. It'll probably be Deshaun Jackson at first, and then he'll get hurt or whatever. But I think, like, maybe we'll actually see Van Jefferson, like, get his chance that he didn't really get last year. So. I think that's a strong possibility. But. It's, my,
0: but it's tough to, uh, you know, guess on that right now. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I, like, want to buy into that at all. Because these guys, like, Jackson and Van are all also down near that ranger We talked about, like, that, like, 80-90 range. And, like, I'm like, wait, like, that's where, like, traycon is. And, like, Brian Edwards is. Um. Oh, we, did we forget about Marcus Val- Mar- Mar- valdez scaling when we talked about the Packers?
0: Well... Or is he still there? He's still there. I just oh. was like... Oh, you man. forgot about him, yeah. Well. Nah, I just didn't put him in. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's essentially the same situation for MVS. If Rodgers isn't there, I don't even want yeah. to remember where the hyphen goes in his
1: name. <laughs> MSV. <Boom. laughs> um, yeah, like I'm looking at where these guys are going like being ranked it's so, like it's all again like the same kind of basket of it's so low that there's very little cost but is it even worth anything so yeah like because like, like okay like these two guys are right near like darius slayton like right that's like a tough call and like i think i would maybe prefer slayton or like looking around like Traquan smith i would probably rather have just because i think there's definitely more opportunity there so
0: mm-hmm hmm. and,
1: so, like, if, if you like Van Jefferson, hey, he's really cheap, way cheaper than last year. <laughs> it's kind of like, or, like, I assume Deshaun Jackson might be on the waivers. I have no clue. Or someone's IR. Who knows? Right. But I don't think he'll have much long-standing value. But we can move on to Arizona, where we've got Hopkins, who is, again, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a hold. I don't think there's any reason to worry about him hitting a cliff yet. Right. Um, he is he just turned 29, so I think he's still got enough good years left you don't have to worry about the cliff yet because he's down with fucking Hopkins. Um, After that, it's a lot more uh, specious where we've got Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Rondell Moore. Um, I get maybe the the corpse of AJ Green might be more appropriate. (laughs) Very washed AJ Green. Uh, Everyone's favorite uh, overrated guy, I guess, Andy Isabella. Like... (laughs) <laughs> like, I think it's going to be Hopkins, Green, and Kirk out there to start. But, like, Rondale Moore could impress enough. Or maybe A.J. Green really underwhelms. And it could shift a lot more. Again, Rondale Moore being the rookie that was probably tied to your roster might be tough to move around. Um, but do you have any interest? I Okay, I have zero interest in any receiver aside from Moore or Hopkins. Like, I don't want to go get A.J. Green, I don't think. There's enough luck in the tank there for him to like have enough fantasy value. Christian Kirk has been pretty good at times, but he's been so inconsistent. And he's then been Andy Isabella I just the field a lot. Yeah, and then I just don't think Andy Isabella's that great. So
0: Right. Yeah. I those those are the two. DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A, AJ Green is how old?
1: Gosh, he's 40, like 30.
0: 32. Hey, he's actually only
1: thirty two. It's not bad. He's had a few years off, I guess. Yeah. He hasn't played, he, but he had in my opinion, quite clearly lost a step last year, though. Yes. So he, he lost a step. The only, unless you think it's like a Blake Griffin thing where he just wasn't trying or something, but I don't, I don't think you can get away with that in football. Like in basketball, you can dog it, but in football, if you like dog it at all, you just get fucked up. Like so, I think Aj agrees a little smarter than that to not, you know, put his body on the line in that sense. Um and then, yeah, I, I, with with how much they, you know, with, with that Kyler Murray runs, it's hard to rely on a second pass catcher in general. And then I think Chase Edmonds will take enough targets as well. So.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, Connor's there too. They make actually sure just rush the ball more with running backs. <laughs> with running backs. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think that number two receiver spot's going to be consistent there. And, like, I don't want to just write off Christian Kirk. Because I feel like he's done enough to like at least merit a little, you know, some respect.
0: Right. He's good. He just misses too much time. That's why mm-hmm. I think Rondale Moore is the
1: guy to go get. Yeah, they did or like, draft. Yeah, they just drafted him as a thing. Like cause they drafted Christian Kirk in the second a couple of years ago, and now they just had Rondell Moore. Christian Kirk's still young. He's still twenty four. Like he could pop off this year. And like, where's he going? Like, that's the like. It's again all about cost here for me. If Christian Kirk is going like in the 70s range then that's a lot more palatable '70s. yeah like i think he's kind of in the 60 to 70 range and okay so we're talking like christian kirk or me i think i would take christian kirk there i mean i certainly would yeah and so maybe i'm trying to is he a buy maybe i mean he's not a sell i mean he might be really undervalued like someone might just I'm like I'm not saying yeah I thought like I thought he was in the him, 40s but... and then I looked and then I'm like wait he's in the like 60 70 range That's that's too low so like I guess he's a buy then like as much I, I just like, I just literally just talked shit about the receiving group being inconsistent after you know Hopkins but this team runs a lot of plays and even if there is like unsureness <laughs> I think Rondell Moore and getting drafted and AJ Green coming in. I guess pushed Kirk's value down enough to where he's you know a reasonable cost where he's you know wide receiver 60 instead of wide receiver 35 like he was last year or something so I think off the premise of potential upside and a guy we've seen have week breaking games a couple times I think that's worth okay I think you probably have to pay a third for Christian Kirk now that I think about it because like if I have Christian Kirk there's zero chance like I don't think it's Superflex, too. Like, there's zero chance i give up Christian Kirk for a fourth in Superflex, but, like, a third, I think, is up the appropriate value for him. That's
0: probably the right value. I, I still don't know if I would do that, but I also. For, on which know, end?
1: Would I like, give up or take?
0: I don't know if I'd give up a third, even though, like, I think that is appropriate. I, would, I just like my third rounders.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless it's uh, Fitzpatrick on the board, baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, like, I think, like, I think a third rounder, especially depending on how, like, if your league goes, like, you know, deeper, a third round might be perceived a little higher, but he's had enough, like, pretty good weeks that it's, I think, worth a third rounder. Uh It's tough. It's, it's a, like, the the value is there that he's technically worth a buy based on the potential and cost. But I'm not, like, I'm not personally gung ho about it. If you like Christian Kirk, this is, like, for sure the time to go buy.
0: Right, if you, yeah. And I think there is a good chance that if he does play a lot of the season, he should be fairly productive.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how they throw out that receiving core. And, like, they they run out a lot of receivers. It's just, I guess, matchup based on how they be targets. And I think I think with Kirk, you were already planning on a matchup-based kind of guy anyway. So
0: Yeah, that's one of those, like, Oh, are they playing P.J. Williams this week? Great.
1: <laughs> yeah, who's in the slot this week? Or, like, is this team <laughs> Like, is this the Patriots? Can we play, like, our fast guy? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then, uh, lastly, we've got San Fran, um, with, we've got Debo, we've got Ayuk, and then after that, we've got kind of a hodgepodge of Sanu, Hurd, and Richie James. Now, with San Fran, I guess, like, to preface it, the drafting of Trey Lance is an interesting factor because, all like, while he is, I'm gonna say just, like, he's better than Jimmy G, like, he also will run a lot more than Jimmy G. So, like, I think any efficiency boost will be offset or maybe even, like, I don't know if any efficiency boost would be able to offset how much more he will run the ball than Garoppolo. Like, there's definitely to be fewer attempts once he comes in. And True. so, I think that is a part to consider with it. Um, Debo and Ayuk are, you know, the darlings in terms of, like, they're young, they're good. They're probably pretty heavily valued, I'm guessing. Probably. Debo definitely
0: missed a lot of time last year, which was a
1: shame. I'm, okay, this can't be right. I'm seeing Debo on multiple places around, like, 35. Whoa. And, like, I know last year wasn't, like, stellar, but, like, I'm looking in the range, and, like, yeah, there's a lot of good guys in this range, but as great as his rookie year was, like, I'm going to have a hard time not putting him higher. Like, just a year ago, he was, like, 20 at minimum. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so i mean he's super young he missed some time last year but everyone on the niners did
1: yeah like they all got her i think he's a buy like I, th- I literally just think he's injury value like he's injury suppressed yeah i i i kind of
0: agree i think he's a buy i think there might be some guys that are just like eh he missed all last year uh i'm ready to move off and you're like okay
1: yeah and then like there's also the like iuk hype but it's kittle Ayuk, and debo and like that should be about it of the passing game production.
0: I mean that plus when Trey Lance takes over should be a pretty deadly combo.
1: Yeah, I I do think Debo's a buy. I think wide receiver thirty five is just too low, like.
0: Yeah, he's one of the few guys who's in a unique situation that he's young and good and being undervalued.
1: Yeah, like okay, would you rather okay would you rather have Debo or Tyler Boyd? Ooh that one's really tough yeah that one's tough because I also, I also th- really like tyler boyd yeah we also have boyd as a buy like for sure um would you rather have debo or uh devonta smith
0: well i would rather have debo i'm sorry i think I would i'm i sorry
1: <laughs> well no no I, I think like especially like from a competing team standpoint too what about yeah. odell or debo
0: Ooh,
1: that's a tough one it's hard to get past like what odell has done
0: I know, just like his time on the Browns has just been so.
1: Yeah, that's the good. thing. Like, I don't think oh, the the ceiling is there for Odell like we hoped. That might be like a wash for me. I don't know. Um, I would rather have Debo over Thielen, personally. Hmm. I don't know. That's if about where I would kind of put it. Would you rather have? Let's see, Debo or Chark? Hmm. Because, again, like, I was looking and I saw, so, like, my gut was, wow, this is way too low. But I'm, like, com- I'm comping him to all these guys, like, right around him. And we're struggling. So, I'm, like... We are struggling. But, I mean, these... Like we said, there's a lot of good wide receivers. I
0: think I'd rather have Debo. I like... I <laughs> Partially just because I like Marvin Jones a lot. I yeah. I think Urban Myers. You know,
1: yeah, he's... D- Debo is being valued at what I presume is his floor. Like, I don't think his value can possibly get any lower than it is right now <laughs> like it'd be pretty tough like i at like 2025 ish i think that's accurate i think that's right that makes sense but
0: like wow, he's at 2025 and debos at 35 yeah see that's stupid
1: uh-huh yeah like that's the thing like i think debos like should be right next to iuk yeah Well, wherever they are and that's the thing they're not and so he's he's being undervalued for whatever reason in comparison to iuk and i think just in general Wow. So, and that doesn't, like, even if the guys around him are all, you know, tough picks, there's a lot of guys that could easily drop quickly, too. I think it's like he has a good opportunity to vault. Like, by <laughs> end of year, if he is, you know, wide receiver 20 in rankings instead of wide receiver 35, that would not shock me one bit because he's no. young and he's good. And, like, the production was there in his rookie year. It just wasn't last year because he got hurt, and the Niners were fucking terrible and hurt. So, like, yeah. But Yeah,
0: terrible and hurt. The story of the Niners' 2020 season.
1: Um, is there anyone else of the Niners' receiving court interested in, whether it be Hurd uh, or Richie James or Sanu? Hurd is definitely interesting because we just didn't get to see him. No, yeah, he's just been hurt. Yeah. Speaking of, you have the injured team. Um, yeah, you know, he he definitely intrigues me some. Richie James does as well. I've heard that he and Lance are having a good rapport, Ooh. which could matter. And he's probably waivers are free. So again, maybe with like an ad if we have room, depending on your DP rosters are. hurt yeah, Hurd's one that is like tough for me because I wasn't like huge on him, but I, I definitely understood why a lot of people like loved him. But they've just been hurt the whole fucking time, right? And like I'm worried he made he may have just gotten passed up.
0: Yeah, which which would stink because we wanted to see what that would look like. But he's definitely an intriguing like guy to keep your eye on.
1: Yeah, everyone besides like Hurd. Sorry, sorry. Everyone besides Ayuk and Debo and Kittle are all super cheap. So, like again, if you like Hurd, if you like Richie James, if you like you know Sunil, which eh, I guess maybe not as as much, but if you like if you like Hurd or Richie James, like it's probably near free. So again, that same range of very little risk for, pate- but my, my thing is I don't I don't think the like the only route to opportunity for I think Hurd or Richie James is one of these guys getting hurt, like Debo or Ayuk.
0: Yeah, which unfortunately could, you know, be more on the likely than unlikely, which mm-hmm. we never want to predict. But
1: yeah, because like the nine, the Niners use like a, use a fullback, and that's where that's sort of like their like two tight end consistencies. They have a tight end and often a fullback out there, <laughs> and so they they don't do a lot of three receiver because like they're using that spot on fullback on on huge on huge check. So
0: huge check.
1: So like whoever between Richie or Hurd you like, if will only see the field occasionally in three receiver sets and would only, you know, I think be, you know, valuable if someone got hurt. As of now, I would like Richie. Yeah, like I the, the he he's flashed some. It he's just been super inconsistent. I think they they have different like appeals like Hurd has had that like he's got like the unknown of like he's just been hurt and what if he's really awesome. And then also there's a downside like, oh what if he's hurt and has been robbed of some of his abilities. And yeah. then also like with Richie James, it's like He's flash, but it has not been consistent at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. After, I mean, so yeah, Debo's being undervalued. So we have him as a buy. Yeah, that's
1: that's the main takeaway I've guarded from this is that Debo's a buy.
0: Ayuk's probably not being moved at all. He was drafted last year by people. They're not getting rid of him. He had a good year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sanu's like 34. So even if he does have a good year, he's probably not there much longer after that so dynasty value is pretty pretty low
1: Mm -hmm. and i don't
0: particularly
1: think he has a great year yeah i feel like richie james had like a huge game recently that i'm like forgetting about trying to find it because i thought i thought he had like a huge like hundred something yard game and i i just cannot find it was it last year i mean with how many people missed time last year you would
0: assume yeah. That he came in to help out and had a productive game. Oh,
1: yeah, against Green Bay. There it is. Yeah, he had 184 and a touchdown against Green Bay one the week. Ooh. Which, you know, it was garbage time, though. So, again, I don't know if... yeah, I think after the main two guys we mentioned, not a whole lot there, but could be fun. So, but yeah. They like I like to change things up there. Yeah. So, I guess since we, we talked a lot, I think to sum up some of our buys, Kenny Galladay we have as a buy, Gallup we have as a buy, um, going back through this here, I'll, I'm I'm listening like off our like definitely buys. As much as I hate, I think Antonio Brown's probably a pretty good buy. Yeah. Um, and then Debo's a buy, and I guess kind of the next tier of guys who are, you know, buys but not as imperative. Uh, we got Darius Slayton here. Um, mm-hmm. we considered Ray Gore, but I don't know if he really has enough uh, to merit. Um, <laughs> Quintess Cephas uh traquan smith Mm -hmm. and christian kirk are kind of that next tier of like you know like very cheap guys who you could buy and uh solidify your team and then cedric wilson and scotty miller were kind of those next up guys where the team runs you know they pad the teams pass a lot and throw out three receivers a lot and they could definitely benefit a lot from one of the guys ahead of them going down and
0: with the 17 games now being the thing yeah, having those guys will be
1: useful. Exactly, the 17 games, man. Those receivers are uh, gonna matter more for sure. They're gonna be tired. Mm-hmm. But that sums up our uh, second part of our uh, receiver roundup here on our Dynasty Stonkwatch. Watch. And uh, next time we come back, we discussed the idea of going through uh, consistencies, but not in uh the roster itself and roster turnover, like ESPN does their like roster consistency rankings each year. But in the coaching staff in the front office, like tracking, you know, who's changed coaches, coordinators, maybe even like GMs, all that, because that stuff matters. And it doesn't get talked about much until like, you know, (laughs) it's like the game is on. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think that's something that we could really benefit, like running through uh, before the season starts. So I think that might be our our, our next uh, series we go to. That'll be really fun because that's
0: something that I keep track of pretty heavily. And I feel like it's not reported all in one place usually. You kind of have to look into it yourself. So there's not usually one concentrated place of finding where all of the coaches went and those impacts. But there's definitely some coaches we really like the spots they're in. Yeah. And maybe some we
1: don't. Yeah. Could Um, definitely, definitely like, could make like a nice table to put on Twitter or something of all of it. So, but. Uh, We'll be back probably next week with that. But until then, thank you for joining us and uh, follow us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle and on TikTok actually at the same handle. And we will be back soon.